That, what is that? My video for Hobby Wing. You high, did a video for Hobby Wing? Yeah, high high level production. Yeah, so we got something done. What do you mean? For Hobby Wing? Yeah. Do a lot for Hobby Wing. Use a DSLR camera, a nice microphone. High level production. Nice. Alright, let's get it going. Oh, you're you recording. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh. Number fifty, man. Five zero. That's ridiculous. No need. Yeah. Five zero. Maybe this is the last one. Maybe? Not really. Yes, number nice. 50. 50. 50 episodes, dude. 50. Wow. Five zero. That's wow. a lot. That's a lot of episodes. What do you think? 50 episodes, lots of technical content, but not as of late, huh? We've been having a lot of uh, rant episodes, right? Yeah, a lot of rants. This will be another rant, but we're going to throw a little bit of something technical very for a very short period. <laughs> it's not really technical, but not we've really been technical. asked. We've been asked. So yeah, we'll roll with it. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, but we're going to start first with the last week. Week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two weeks back to... This is two weeks back to back. We're on to something here again. I know. Yeah, we're back in the swing of things. Now, next week, we will see. But... And it's Wednesday. Day off. It's okay. Better late than ever. Day off. Yeah. We always do it the day before, but okay. Yeah, people can listen to this on the way home now, so... The weekend. What'd you do? Did you go anywhere? Did I you went to Torches, man. Wow. You went to Torches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did you went... fly? No. You did not fly? No. Why? But that's not my fault. Why? My helicopter wasn't... Uh... Yeah, keep going. I have to be politically correct. Oh? There's some trust issues going on. Oh. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but, yeah, but I'll regain that trust, you know. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and a little bit of lack of motivation. A little bit. Your helicopter flew, just you were not the one guiding it. No, you flew it. You mm-hmm. flew it. Yeah. Flew great. Yeah, you flew it like a vagina. Flew great. Well, it's those 30 millimeter arms. I just can't. Oh, can't, yeah, can't whatever. Work. Okay, If they sure. had 26, it'd be game on. What have you been up to in the last week? A lot of flying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Should, should we make the announcement today? Oh, we didn't write that in the notes. About? The new product. Mm, should we? Testing is fully underway on it, and it's going great. Yeah. Yeah, we should, because it's been confirmed, I think. Oh, my God. Check. Double if, check. Uh, See if we can say something. Yeah. 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 It's, it's been confirmed. Okay. We haven't told the dealers yet, so we should be kind enough and tell the dealers first, then, then announce it you next think? week. You think? Okay. Well, yeah, let's we we'll wait. Because we could, we could make it a topic. And talk about... The entire episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, we'll yeah, we'll so we'll... Sorry, guys. We're very excited about this new project that is going to be ready very soon. Yep. In a matter of three to four weeks tops. Three weeks is coming really soon. But yep. we're not going to announce it yet. We'll announce it next week. Right. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, what, you, what have you been up to in the last week? Um, between last Wednesday and Friday, I don't remember anything that happened. Must have been not too exciting. And then uh, Saturday, we went to the field, went to Torches, uh, spent the day there. We had a club meeting to talk about the upcoming event, which is fun. We saw Gator, all the club, well, not all the club, a few of the club members showed up. Yeah. Had some pizza, did some flying. 
was a good time. Our club is sad, man. It's really, I hate to say it, it's just so small anymore. I know. From the heyday of like 130 members or something. Or uh, I don't know what happened. We're down to 46 or something. I don't know what it is. And maybe like eight members showed up to the club meeting. The first one in like three months. It's not like we're having them every month. This one was the first one since May or something. Yeah. And we only got eight club members, so it's all good. We just talked about the event and did not some eight at the at the meeting. It was lame. Yeah, but we still have over forty. Well, yes, yeah, correct. At the at the but, meeting, it was eight, but we have over forty members. But it's bad though. Forty's still a really bad number, considering that back in the heyday we had one hundred and forty or something. Yeah, literally. But that's, but that's forty like on and off active members because our our membership director Lance cleared out all the people who just don't show up at all anymore. Yeah. So it's 40 on and off active, which is not too bad considering the state of things these days. But uh, anyway, we did some flying on Saturday, had some pizza, talked about the upcoming event and uh, all that. And then uh, we had a little get-together, small get-together here at your house Saturday evening. Yeah. So uh, to plug our event yet one more time, Mm -hmm. the Torches Winter Bash. Yes. Where are the dates? December 5th through the 8th. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. In Ocoee, Florida, at the Torches West Flying Field. We have confirmed people from Canada, people mm-hmm. from uh, Russia, mm-hmm. people from Europe. Yep. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome. I think yep. it's going to be a good event. We're yeah. going to be there. so Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll yeah. be a cool cool deal. So pre-register, guys. Seriously, mm-hmm. pre-register. This is very important. Unfortunately, yes. as of right now, we have very few pre-registrations, which is kind of typical yeah, it's okay. for this time of year. But okay. we need you guys, if you're coming, and we would love for all of you guys to come mm-hmm. to pre-register. Torches.org is T-O-R-C-H-S dot org. Mm-hmm. Bottom left-hand side, you'll find the pre-registration link is $40.00. You get a free T-shirt. Mm-hmm. If you don't pre-register, you do not get a free T-shirt. Mm-hmm. The registration goes up if you just show up and register. Right. Um, and we do this so that it helps us organize ourselves for, yeah, in terms of the number of T-shirts we got to order and kind of the number of people we're expecting. So, right. Yeah. So it should be cool. If you know for a fact that you're coming, if you booked your airline tickets or booked a hotel, please just pre-register. It really yeah. just helps everyone, and it yeah. saves you some money too because you're gonna have to register no matter what. We are going to be policing the pilot registration and flight line quite heavily to make sure everyone is uh, registered for the event. So yeah. if you're coming, you might as well pre-register and get your name on the list. So one thing I, uh, I was going to say, you asked me, oh, did you fly? You know, I know you're picking on me because I didn't fly. But, <laughs> me, you know, it was never. interesting because I made it to the field a little late. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning. And uh, literally, right as the meeting started at noon, I got a text from my wife, Susie, mm-hmm. that she had two bears a female big bear mm-hmm. and her cub inside our garage. Yeah. So needless to say, I was a little bit freaked out and I wanted to get back to the house to see, you know, just yeah. whatever, just yeah. for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, we caught them on camera and everything. That's these, crazy. These bears have been an issue for us for the last two years, but generally they show up like late at night, mm-hmm. but now they're showing up at noon, dude. That's scary. They're getting comfortable here. And coming in the garage. And she said she was pounding the walls and making noise, and they didn't care. They just scavenged the garage for trash and stuff, and then they left. Like, that's dangerous, dude. That's bad. And unfortunately, the Florida Wildlife, which is kind of like a, a you know, like a big deal, they don't they don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care. And, and their eyes, you know, I mean, they're protected animals, and their eyes are not doing anything wrong, and sorry, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. If it's, you were to kill him, you'd get in trouble too, right? It's pretty shitty. Oh, yeah. You can't You can't kill him. No yeah. way. Yeah. Um, 
but we have a, a serious issue with bears and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that there's a lot of developments going on like down in the next town in Sorrento and like mm-hmm. they're building new homes and clearing land. So the poor things don't have, I mean, it's not their fault. They don't have a place to go. Right. But it's scary because they're not afraid of humans anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's a real concern right there. You know? Especially with the mom and her cub because she's going to get very defensive over that. No, cub. absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that kind of like changed my mood at the field. It was like, really, yeah. like, this is bullshit. Pardon my French. I, this is ridiculous. Like, what do I do? Do I go home? Do I, you know? Yeah. Like, because Susie at that point was kind of freaked out. I don't blame her. I mean, that female thing that the mama bear, she was huge. Yeah. She's really big, massive. So, yeah, pretty interesting stuff going on. So I don't know how we're going to get rid of this problem, but... uh, Not easy. No. We're going to have to hire a private trapper that traps them and moves them somewhere else. But they're not cheap. So if all the neighbors get together and they decide that, you know, we're, they're all, everybody's willing to spend a little bit of money to make this happen, we will. Because it's not just an issue for us. I'm sure it's an issue for all the neighbors around here. Well, that, that camera video showed it, showed it coming from a different neighbor's yard. So yeah. they're definitely in the area. Yeah. Causing some trouble, but mm-hmm. not good. Anyway. What else you got? We have another event to promote. Our yes. good friend uh, Frank Moradiellos is putting on his own event, October 18th and 19th at the Amps Field in Miami, Florida. Yeah, second annual. Uh, last year was in Homestead. This year is at the Amps mm-hmm. Field. What, is it? what does AMP stand for? I don't know. A-M-P-S Field in Miami, Florida. It's apparently a beautiful field because Gator goes and flies there. Or used he, told to fly me there. That, he told me that I was there years ago. He showed me a video of me flying there, and I swore to God, <laughs> I do not remember ever having been there. But I was there. Mm-hmm. One day, I was back in my line days, I was flying a T-Rex 700. So You were there. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, AMP's Aeromodelers of... Per, of what? Hmm? The, the logo here says... I'm sorry, guys. I'm blowing this up. I should have (laughs) been destroying this. I should have learned this. I don't know. Perrine? Aeromodelers of whatever. Mm. Anyway, it's in South Florida. Uh, Look it up. Uh, The address, uh, it's, it's, I'm sure it's posted on uh, the Hangout. I believe it's 20044 Southwest 168th Street. Mm Mm-hmm. It's called the Amps Silverfield, uh, and and again, that's uh, the city of Miami. The dates is October eighteenth and nineteenth. Uh, yeah, so sure it'll cool. be fun. Unfortunately, you and I can't make it due to prior prior commitments going on. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a fun event. Frank did a great job last year with it, and now it sounds like he's moving to a better field. So yeah, last year it was a lot of fun. I I personally enjoy that a lot. Right. Um, so they're going to be providing a pilot's dinner. Saturday. Nice. They're going to do night flying. They have some giveaways and uh, they're promoting some uh, body boxing and stuff. And wow. if you have any questions, you can uh, contact Frank himself. There's a phone number here. He posted on this banner. It's 561 568 2632 or F J M O R A D I E L L O S F at gmail.com. Nice. Yep. Cool. Cool. And then uh, another thing that I think we should touch on. Uh, the FAA uh, has a 400-foot hard limit for anything flying. Drones, helicopters, airplanes, doesn't matter. 
And AMA is currently trying to take a stand against that uh, to remove that 400-foot limit. The AMA is? The AMA is. Okay. AMA is sponsoring some sort of petition for Congress to remove that 400-foot limit. So Why if was that? Well, a lot of people don't agree with it because they don't think that we should have a hard limit roof. Uh, I personally don't get affected by it because I don't ever fly above 400 feet. That's 400 feet is pretty high, dude. Yeah, it's the only time it'll affect a helicopter is if you're doing like a mile high, not literally, but like a an, an auto where you probably wouldn't really be able to see the helicopter. Curtis anyway. Youngblood style stuff. Yeah, that's 400 feet is really high. So I understand if some of the drone guys want to be up that high, which they shouldn't be, just due to safety reasons, but. Um, if you guys want to fight against that, it's not necessarily a bad idea to kind of put the FAA in their place in general. So head over to the AMA yeah. and sign that if you'd like. I think there's already 7,500 signatures or something. So yeah, not too bad. Well, one thing that I hate about the stupid FAA registration, right, is I, I don't disagree with the FAA asking modelers to register, uh, you know, their, their, their helicopters, airplanes, drones, whatever. I think... This issue, it's it's no secret. The, mm-hmm. the the issue started because of the stupid drones, right? Yes, 100%. And when I say stupid, I mean consumer-grade DJI-type stuff. Mm-hmm. You go to Best Buy, you go to Walmart, you go to uh, Amazon.com, you go to GameStop, and you buy the typical DJI drone, uh, whether it was the Phantom back in the day or now the more popular Mavic or the, uh, the Spark or whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of people started getting these things and flying them in, 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 the, you know, in, in their backyards or the front yards or you know, driving down the road to a busy intersection and flying. And it, it's just dumb and stupid. So, of course, the FAA had to step in and require this registration, which I think is okay. Where I think that there's an issue and that should be considered, not in, you know, if anybody from the AMA is listening to this, which I doubt, but if anybody is, is there should be some kind of lobbying uh, that the AMA is capable of doing with Congress uh, to push or to force or to ask the FAA that if you are flying at a AMA-sanctioned field, mm-hmm. that you should just not be required to have any kind of registration. Right. You are in a control environment in a field that was that is or it was created, built, or that that is designed to fly RC model helicopters, airplanes, and so forth. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're within the the limits, uh, geographical limits of that field within that piece of property, you are in a control environment. If you crash, you're going to crash within the confines of that field. You're not going to crash into a car you're not gonna you know what i mean right you're not posing a risk or a da- or danger to anybody any person or anything any any kind of property so why should we as modelers who fly at an ama sanctioned field be bound by ama rules i feel like that makes no sense right and, and a, lot, it, a lot of people were fighting against the faa registration because they feel like well i've already registered with the ama why do i need to do this as well why does the government need to know what i'm doing yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think it really affects me personally or even you, like, at all. No. Remotely. But all. there's people out there who are losing flying fields because there was a new rule posted that a lot of AMA fields disappeared because they were too close to active airports and active flight paths and runways and stuff. Yeah. So. But, you know, I mean, you and I, we have never gone down to a busy intersection and fly our helis. That's no. dumb. That's, yeah, I mean, so, I, so I used to fly a renegade, as we call them, renegade, quote-unquote, fields. Like, there was one here near us. 
mm-hmm. way back 10, 12, 14, 15 years ago when I flew for miniature aircraft. It was a huge open field. It was like 50 acres. Like, please. I mean, I literally could lose sight of the helicopter and never reach, you know, any mm-hmm. any place where I could do harm uh, to to property, property or people. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and when I've flown in a quote-unquote renegade place like that, like, you know, I fly over the ocean. You know, like when I was doing that 380 video with Pablo, we flew over the ocean. We flew over a river. We never went and flew in the middle of a busy street or anything like that. We never mm-hmm. went, you know, 500 feet in the air either. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, it is what it is. But I feel like as modelers that are under the AMA umbrella, we should have a little bit I feel like, I hate to say this, it sounds like I'm bitching, but the I don't feel like the AMA is pushing hard enough to uh, to be a source of uh, advocacy for us modelers. Right. I don't know. I think there just needs to be a, a more clear defined separation between like a DJI drone pilot and an RC airplane or RC helicopter pilot. Because the biggest thing I think of right now is there's this YouTuber named Casey Neistat. And he just makes these YouTube videos vlogging about his daily life. And he yeah. has a DJI Phantom. And he used to live in New York City where he would fly it over all the roads, all over people, over bridges. That's stupid. And it's he just, would crash it into the bridge and almost hurt people. It's like, he should be the one getting in trouble, not us flying in an AMA field there, safely. There should be a separation, uh, hands down, between drones, a drone, what is considered a drone, a quad, a hex, an octa, whatever it is. A DJI or any other brand for that matter, drone that is uh, flies itself through GPS and mm-hmm. whatever, a nice little screen, blah, 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 or us, RC helicopter, RC pilot racers, RC jet, RC 3D plane, mm-hmm. RC uh, whatever you want to call it, pattern plane flying, like airplanes, helicopters flying within an AMA sanctioned field. Mm-hmm. Uh, there should be a separation there. It's a totally different deal. Totally different. But I I feel like Congress and the FAA see us all like being part of the same. And we're not. We're totally different breed. Totally different people. Not even remotely close by any means. Yeah. You're talking about people like us that know what we're doing. We we build our models. We fly them line of sight. You know, we keep them within, again, the, Mm -hmm. the, the limits of an AMA field versus somebody that just goes you know, spends five hundred thousand, two thousand dollars in a drone, mm-hmm. and goes to the next park where there's you know children and 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 all kinds of stuff and people and and cars and vehicles parked and everything else and flies them there. Mm-hmm. It's a huge, huge difference, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody from the MA is listening. That's just a point I've always thought of, and I can't believe anybody else thinks that way because it just makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. So much sense, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. But, I don't know if signing this 400-foot hard limit thing with AMA is the first step, but if, if you feel... Anything helps. Anything yeah. helps. Any yeah. any way, shape, or form that we can try to keep ourselves as a, uh, a different kind of group mm-hmm. uh, than, than the drone group, mm-hmm. I think it would help us. Because, again, I think most of us, with a few exceptions, know mm-hmm. what we're doing. So, right. Yeah. right. Cool. Uh, anyway, the next thing, this is a little bit of a shout out to the other podcasts of the world, the Heli Heads podcast. Uh, the guys over there, they did a really cool BK Hobbies commercial in their last episode that got posted uh, this Monday. Yeah. Did a cool little commercial about BK Hobbies and where to buy all your goblin stuff. So shout out to Kevin and all the guys involved with that for putting on that commercial. That was really cool. Yeah, check them out. Yeah. The um, Heli Heads. Heli podcast. Heads podcast. Yeah. Nice guys. Nice guys. Yeah. Thank you guys. 
Anyway, I'm going to skip to yeah. something that I want to talk about. I want to yeah. talk about BK Bingo. BK Bingo? Yeah. Explain. Uh, BK Bingo. What is it? What is bingo? Let's start with bingo. Okay, we have all the time in the world now. So first of all, this is free. I encourage each and every one of you to like play the game because it's fun. It's free. Mm-hmm. And you can win some cool stuff. Now, we don't have the prices defined yet. But we will announce the prices next week when right. we do our next podcast. Right. All I have to say is, is we're not going to be giving away like, uh, you know, a bottle of glue or <laughs> you know, some Velcro. You're going to get some cool, really cool stuff. Possibly a kit. More than likely a set of servos, a set of blades. There's going to be three winners. So this mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah. So, bingo. Let's talk about bingo. Have you ever seen a game of bingo? Yes, from uh, Better Call Saul. <laughs> <laughs> AMC. Okay. So... I don't know jack shit about bingo. All I know is that a bunch of people sit in a big room. Generally, they're very old. Mm-hmm. You have to be 65 or older to qualify. <laughs> Maybe 75 or older. I don't know. No offense to our older friends, but whatever. Because um, there's a lot of 75-year-olds that are very young in spirit. Right. This is like for true the true old people. Right. Okay, right. You could be a 25-year-old like Kyle Stacy and be really old. Yeah. But Internally. they sit in a, <laughs> sit in a big room. And then they get these cards, these boards, it's a board card, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And then these things look like a, I don't know, a bunch of squares with numbers. How right? many? It's usually uh, 25? 25? No, I think a lot more. I don't know. I don't know. The real bingo game is like a well, bunch of them, right? I used to play it in middle school. I just forgot how to. What? Well, I figured it out. No, you obviously. didn't. Yeah, yeah. No. But it's usually 25 numbers in the very middle, like it's five, five rows and five columns. And the middle one's a free space. Yeah, and like, like you put the balls in the rolling thing, and you spin the thing, and then yeah. it pops out a number. And then if you have that number on your board, you put like a circle it, or you cross it off, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so the people playing the game have their boards, and then uh, Saul Goodman has this big <laughs> spherical thing that turns around and has uh, lots of balls inside these tiny little balls. Yeah, and they have numbers printed on them, and then this sphere shoots out a ball mm-hmm. and he pulls it out of this thing and he reads it number 27 and mm-hmm. then whomever has 27 on a board they cross it like you said or whatever mm-hmm. so the first person to, to build a to fill a uh either a uh, it has to be a straight line it could mm-hmm. be vertical horizontal horizontal or diagonal mm-hmm. um calls bingo and they're, they're the winner mm-hmm. i don't know what people win though what are they couldn't tell you in school i think we won a gold star okay so we're doing bingo here at BK Hobbies. This is interesting. First of all, instead of being in a big room with a bunch of old people, this is all <laughs> uh, cyberspace oriented. So it's all via Facebook. Yeah. Um, and Instagram. And Instagram. And uh, so what you do is you go to our Facebook page right now. It's facebook.com slash the BK official. Mm-hmm. Um, and you will find a post with a video of my ugly face explaining how to play the game. Mm-hmm. Now there's a link to a registration site, you're going to click on that link, and it's going to take you to a, uh, a one of our websites, uh, some form within one of our websites. It, all it asks for is your first name, last name, email address, mm-hmm. and uh, to pick a card. We have five different cards. So you select a card, you hit enter, and that registers you. That's the first step of registration. Then you download the cart. You'll have five links, five carts. You pick a cart you want. You have to obviously enter that cart number in the form because you have to commit mm-hmm. to a cart number. You can't just like change your mind two weeks down the road and get a different cart. 
because duplicate registrations will be voided. Correct. So John Wayne puts John and Wayne and his email address and selects cart number three, 5003, downloads that card, done. Mm-hmm. Then you go to that same post the and video. you enter that card number, the same post on Facebook. Yeah. And you enter 5003. Mm-hmm. Now we know that John Wayne made a comment that says 5003 and he registered with the cart number 5003. So now John Wayne is entered. You can't do one or the other. You have to do both. You have to do both. You have yeah. to you have to fill the form, which again is only like four things you got to fill out: first, last name, email address, card number. Right. Hit enter. Done. Then download the card. Mm-hmm. You can print it. You can save it in your computer. You can do whatever way you want it. Mm-hmm. Then go back to the Facebook post and enter that card number, and it has to match that registration that that card number you selected when you submitted that form. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you're done. Then next week. Um, we're not going to spoil it by calling the date, but sometime around middle of next week, we're going to start posting a daily image on both our Instagram and Facebook pages. And they both have the same address as facebook.com slash the BK official or mm-hmm. searches as the BK official on Instagram. We're going to post a daily image. So uh, one image could be a blade holder. The other image could be a, a goblin kraken. The other image could be a, a Kyle Stacy edition 7003HV uh, cyclic servo. Mm-hmm. As you see these these images being posted on Facebook or Instagram, you're gonna like you're gonna have your board hopefully handy, and you're gonna start marking your board uh, wherever that image is. So what I would personally do is I would print the board with a printer of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would just like put a circle around the image. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? Like, remember that all Microsoft Paint? Is it called Paint? <laughs> Something to where you could put a mark on the image so mm-hmm. you know what. It, so you start filling your board, your card, board, yeah. whatever you call it. Yeah. And so every day you're responsible for going to our Facebook page. Super simple and easy. Go to our Facebook page, look to see what the image of the day is, and match it to your cart. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. We're going to be posted randomly. It's not going to be the same time every day. It's going to be no. maybe 1 a.m., yeah. 4 p.m., noon. Doesn't matter. Yeah. We're going to post so, it randomly. Yeah. And you start filling your cart. And if you complete a vertical or horizontal row or column, so vertical or horizontal only line, you're the winner. No diagonal. No diagonal. Mm-hmm. But still, like, uh, you know, five images, so you got to match five vertically or horizontally, and you're the winner. Mm-hmm. Now, there's only five cards, but there might be a lot of people playing this, hopefully, hopefully. right? Yeah. So you, you guys might be wondering, well, like, that makes no sense. There's five cards. So um, one, if one, one of the cards will hit, we'll, we'll hit the bingo. We'll do the bingo first, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, but there might be 100 people or 20 people or 5 people or 200 people that have the same card. Well, the winner is not only the person that completes that vertical or horizontal role, but the first one to announce it. Mm-hmm. That is the number one winner. Mm-hmm. So how do you announce it? Okay, as you check these daily posts, you're going to come through. You're going to eventually find a post that has the image of, uh, I don't know, uh, an Nova motor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as you circle that on your board, you're going to be like, whoa, okay, I got a vertical roll. I'm the winner. You got to hurry up to that post where you got that last image and type in bingo. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you're the winner. Simple as that. Yep. Please only write bingo and not the board number. Don't write the board number. Don't be that guy. I mean, you know, you have to be registered so we can go back and make sure that you actually do have the right board. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you write the, 
if you write the board number, you might be inviting cheaters to come right. and type in bingo to board this. And even if they don't have the registration, obviously they're not going to win anything, but because right. we're going to go back and look at registrations. This is why we're asking you guys to register. Right. But yeah, so you just got to do type bingo on that post uh, as a comment and we'll reach, we'll reach out to you and you're, you're the number one winner. And yep. then we'll do the same for number two and three, three winners. Mm-hmm. So number one might win a kit. Who knows? Know. It's a surprise. We'll see. But it's going to be a big ticket item. And all you got to do is download this card, follow the instructions. Mm-hmm. We encourage you to share the contest, uh, obviously, to help us out and spread the word. But yeah. other than that, it's uh, no purchase necessary, to- oh. totally free contest. Totally free. And you have a chance to win some pretty cool prizes. The only thing you have to spend is time. That's it. Not even that much, dude. Not even really. You just got to download it. And I mean, listen, it in. takes... Uh, it takes 10 seconds to fill the form, Mm -hmm. 10 seconds to download the card, the board, Mm -hmm. and then it takes uh, another 5 to 10 seconds to post the card number on the original post as a comment, Mm -hmm. and you're done. It's a one-minute deal, and then you just got to look every day for an image and put a circle on your board. I mean, if you stay on top of this, you can – it's it's a race, right? It's it's keeping keeping track of the daily post – and then being the first one to com- to comment bingo quote unquote if right. you do complete that row or that column right that's it right I mean how how much time does that take you could win a kit you could win a set of set of servos you I mean blades whatever yeah. I mean it's it's gonna be some good stuff it's and in addition stuff. to that as we post these daily images we might throw in a coupon code for a discount or something right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah anyway so stay tuned. I think yeah. it's cool. It's yeah. a fun little game to keep you guys... Uh, BK Ben. I don't think anybody's done this. I think this is a great idea from our own Joe Mascarella, mm-hmm. uh, our marketing dude. So thank you, Joe, for the idea. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, logistically, a little bit of a nightmare for us, but it's uh, <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's good. It's oh, nice. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. You guys will have fun with it. <clears throat> BK Bingo. Yes. Coming very soon. Very soon. What else you got? I got something cool. You got some exciting about. news, man. Uh, so something that has been a long time coming now. Uh, there were a few roadblocks. I'm excited about this, though. Some roadblocks, per se? Uh, yeah, I don't want to get into that. Too many politics. <sighs> okay, well. Um, Javi Wing will have V-Bar integration. I don't want to say full integration, because I do not know the full ins and outs. I literally just got the software a couple days ago to do some beta testing. But integration, yes. Javi Wing will have V-Bar <coughs> and V-Bar control integration. That is amazing. I want to go on a rant, though. What do you think? Is it necessary or is it not yeah, necessary? Yeah. Fuck it. Do it. No, come on. Be real. No, yeah. Shit, yeah. I love rants. No, not the rant. The integration. Do you think it's worth it or no? You said you want to go on a rant. Yeah, okay. Here's the rant. Do you think the integration is like a big deal? Oh, you want, like go you? Th- you want to go there. Yeah. Do you think the integration is like a make it or break it for you? Listen, not for me. Right. And I you agree. and I have discussed this yes. a million times. Yes. I... First of all, I don't fly Harley anymore. Unfortunately, I love to. But <laughs> even at my peak of hel- RC helicopter involvement, when I was breathing, sleeping, eating, dreaming helicopters and mm-hmm. flying dozen flights every day of my life, mm-hmm. I would have never cared because I don't like to tinker with shit that works. Mm-hmm. Once something works, you don't touch it. If mm-hmm. it ain't broken, don't fix it. Sure. I set up my ESC way back in the day. I was flying Castle Creations, believe it or not. Yikes. Then I went from Castle to uh, Contronic, mm-hmm. and then from Contronic to Hobby Wing. 
I set my helicopter up. I found my right head speed. I set up governor store, whatever I needed, my BC voltage, whatever I needed to do with my ESC. Mm-hmm. And I would just set and forget it and mm-hmm. leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Leave it alone. Yeah. But a lot of people, and this is not, I'm not criticizing people's right. uh, idea or, or, or likes, dislikes, or tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people love it and yeah. they refuse to purchase if they, a lot of people that fly v control mm-hmm. will refuse to buy a speed controller that does not have integration right and so at times they have but they end up buying something that they don't necessarily want to buy but it has telemetry because it has the telemetry and the integration right and they might not be totally into that particular unit but they end up buying it. Not to say anything bad about any units, but right. they might prefer unit A, but because unit A does not have it, they will settle for unit B, even though they don't yes. want unit B, yes. only because it has integration. And That's, I do have a problem with that. I've seen that 200 times. And I'm yeah. like, I'd rather I, fly this, but it doesn't have this, so I'm going to get it anyway. So this is excellent news because this is going to open the door. This is going to keep those people from that prefer unit A, uh, from moving on to unit C or D or B mm-hmm. and sticking to unit A because right. now they have this option. Right. My general feeling is the same as yours. A lot of people ask me, like, oh, how many amps do you pull a flight? I don't know. How many milliamps did you use? I don't know. What's the temperature of the ESC? I don't know. I don't know why. Because I don't care. Like, I don't care how many <laughs> amps I pulled per flight. I don't care. It doesn't affect anything. No. My, my flight times vary depending on how I fly, if I'm into it that day, if I'm pushing lower, PM higher. I just don't care for one the, thing. There's a true fact. There's a true fact that when you do have the ability to check your milliamp consumption, you can be more efficient with your battery, but you, yes. your flight time. Yes. And you and I both, because we don't use telemetry, you overfly your packs on occasion mm-hmm. and you underfly your packs on occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, you know, as long as you're cautious and conservative and you set your timer a yeah. little bit on the short side, if you, if you always have between 10 and 20% left of, uh, capacity left on your packs, mm-hmm. you're good to go. Yeah. But sometimes you might have only 5 to 10%. Other times you might have 25%. So, yeah, you're not going to be as efficient in maximizing your battery's capacity right. because you're relying on a timer. And you're probably going to set it in the, on the conservative side right. to avoid killing your battery. Right. But with that said, like, is that that important? I don't know. To me, no. But for the general public, I'm very happy that Hobbywing did it because I know a lot of people have been looking for it. I think it's a really cool idea. It's great. Um, based on what I've seen, their implementation of it is really solid so far. So I'm, I'm happy that they've done it. Um, but as far as my daily use, I don't even know if I'll use it. I don't even know if I'll update all the ESCs because that's a lot of work to do. So I don't know. Like, I think it's great. But so for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, Hobbywing posted a video today of me talking... Uh, announcing that VBAR integration is a thing now, and it's in testing. So I loaded it onto one of my ESCs and started playing with it uh, over the past couple days. And tentatively, this is all subject to change because this is literally version one of the integration software. Tentatively, what it has is current sensing, milliamp counting, ESC temperature, capacitor temperature, RPM readout, BEC voltage readout, throttle percentage readout, voltage readout and then a log analysis so it's got all the typical stuff 
Um, you can set like warnings for if your ESC exceeds a certain temperature and this, that, and the other. So it's really cool. I'm glad they did it. Uh, it's working so far. Obviously, you still have a lot more testing to do and put it in different environments and stuff. But um, as far as when is it coming, I don't know. Um, it should, as far as I know, uh, work on all the V4 Platinum ESCs. Uh, like the 130, 120, 160, 200, yada yada. Should work on all those. So keep an eye out. We'll obviously do more videos and information when available. But that's what we got so far. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So no idea when this is going to be available. No idea. But uh, like I said, V4 ESC is compatible. Um, so if you have the program box, that's how you update it using the PC software. So you're not going to need the V5 ESC to get it. Um, your current ESC, as long as it's V4 and newer, as far as I currently know. Uh, I don't know if V3 is, is supported or not, but V4 is definitely, definitely nice. supported. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, kudos to Hobby Wang for figuring that out on their own. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> anyway, um, what about our main topic, dude? Our, uh, our main topic yeah. is, is, is going to be pretty short. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's a simple topic, but, but it was uh, recommended to us by our faithful listener, Eric. Yeah, and Eric it's been Bean. asked uh, a few times, actually, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. It's just not it's not enough of a topic because it's... Really? It's just but, a simple, simple thing to go over, I guess. Yeah, but today's episode is short, so we can cover this in 10 minutes. How yeah. about that? Yeah, let's do it. So, we're going to talk about wire protection wire protection it's yes. actually very important if you think about it it is extremely yeah. important yeah and you and i know that a lot of our own brand bk servo failures mm -hmm. have come from unprotected wires yes 100 uh and protection meaning not only uh wires chafing mm -hmm. but also tugging on wires pulling mm -hmm. on wires and so forth yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah so one form of wire protection is something called wire loom, I believe is what it's called. It's gay. Wire loom. I mean, our boy Gator loves it. He it, puts it, it on everything. But he's gay. <laughs> I, I, I hate it with a Why? passion. It annoys me. It, because it adds a completely ridiculously exaggerated and unnecessary additional step to your build that does not accomplish anything. And if anything, it adds... It can hurt your wires because it's adding weight to your uh, grommets as they enter like a servo. Yeah. It, it's it, it's creating unnecessary also weight um, uh, pulling resistance, like whatever. I don't know how to phrase it, but like weight, yeah. like as your connector goes into your flabberless unit. So if you don't have that loom secured correctly mm -hmm. with a zip tie or something to a frame or something as it it meets its end and it goes into a, like an actual uh wire connector mm -hmm. um it could be actually easier to disconnect to to pull out like mm -hmm. pull a connector out of a flight controller or receiver or something like that don't right. you think i've never Never really used it. I never saw a need for it. I've, my philosophy has always been: if you wire it correctly, you don't need that stuff. It's it's, it's pretty. It, it looks great. It, it's it's for anal people. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I've seen people do wire loom jobs, uh, excluding Gator because Gator's gay, <laughs> that are incredibly pretty. Sorry, yeah. Gator. <laughs> you know, I'm kidding. <laughs> we love you. But. Um, <laughs> I've seen some wire loom stuff that is like incredibly pretty and like yeah. very well done, but it's so much work. Yes. And I don't yes. think, I guess my point is this, 
it doesn't hurt, I don't think, but it you don't have to take it to that level right. to make it safe. Right. Right? So my biggest thing, like wiring is my biggest pet peeve because A, I suck at it. B, it takes way too long. And C, no matter what I do, it always looks terrible. So generally, if I have to secure a wire to the frame, I will wrap a piece of Velcro around to it, like wrap Velcro around the wire or a wire bundle before securing it to the frame. And then I leave plenty, plenty, plenty of strain relief. You learned that from me. What? The, the Velcro thing. Mm, sure. Um, Who do you learn that from? Seriously. You. So, no, no, for real. Like, I don't know. Because I, I started doing that years and years ago. Because, like, I remember when I started flying. I don't think this was ever an, it, uh, an issue way back in the day with Nitro. I don't know why it wasn't an issue with Nitro that I can't remember. But I remember I had some issues with my first... Actually, it could have been my T-Rex Nitro. I think I did. Where, like, the wire chafed, and uh, and then it hit carbon. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, I had a lockout, like, lost control and crashed. And I found this, like, chafe wire, like, rubbing in the... It was very obvious. It was very obvious. And I thought to myself, well, this has got to be the reason why I lost control. This makes sense. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, um, I started also... Um, putting uh the the easy the easiest way to do it was to to take um you know you go to lowe's or home, home depot or like any hardware store like that and you get like the velcro rolls you can buy the roll of velcro right you cut it with scissors and i used to like fold it on the edge of the frames because some people used to tell me no no no, you gotta you should sand the frames sand them or use a dremel like because they're sharp. I'm like, dude, that's just so much freaking work. Like, screw that. Yeah. So I would take a piece of Velcro where the wire's running, and I would, like, the sticky Velcro I'm talking about, mm -hmm. and, like, I would tape it to the edge of the frame. So as the wire runs around the frame, there's no way the friction can cut the wire. Yeah. So that was the first thing I ever noticed, and I started doing years ago, like decades ago. The second thing was this happened with my electric 700 t-rex again 12 14 years ago i had a wire chafe similarly to that <clears throat> but because i had a zip tie holding wires together mm -hmm. and the zip tie eventually caught mm -hmm. through the wire mm -hmm. and that's when i said well this is stupid i'm never going to use a zip tie directly onto the wire mm -hmm. i'm going to find a way to protect the wires so the easiest way to do it was to take not this, the adhesive self stick the sticky velcro the hook and loop but the hook and loop type velcro and do a little loop on the wire, like a little, just one loop is all you need. Mm -hmm. And then you tighten it really tight with a zip tie. You're mm -hmm. done. Yeah. Because it, the zip tie will never dig into it because the Velcro is protecting it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've been doing for the past probably uh, since 2014, somewhere in there. And I've, knock on wood, never, ever, I've been ever, doing that since 2007 or something, sort of got, yeah, like forever. Never had an issue. Never. Been rock never. solid. Yeah. Not with wires, but no, never. Right. Right. Never had a wire chafe anymore. Never had a wire get ripped. Uh, you know, get get uh, loose the the shield, the wire shield uh, chafing because of a frame. Never mm -hmm. had the shield chafing because of a zip die. Mm -hmm. Never ever. Yeah, and I don't use the wire loom stuff, but something that I do use, it's actually an SAB product. It's like this plastic cable that you can wrap around your wires if you go on the bk hobbies accessories page you'll see it i don't remember what it's called but it's like yeah. sab plastic wrap or some crap yeah, yeah, yeah and i wrapped around the wires on the nitro so that the fuel can't really get onto the wires and break them down either. yeah so for the electric is not necessary no, no no need but on the nitro it's a nice little 
layer of protection. Yeah. The other thing that was also interesting to protect the wires is like you were saying before to to avoid potential issues is to leave slack. Yes. This so it's very important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that is on everything, not just as the wire enters the servo through a little rubber grommet or rubber boot, whatever it is, but also as the wire enters, uh, connects or mm -hmm. enters the flabberless system, whatever. Mm -hmm. Always leave slack. Always. always. On your servos, on your switch glow, on governor, anything. Yeah. ESC, everything. Always leave slack. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we've had people contact us like, oh, my servo quit. And I asked for a picture of the wiring and the servo wire just pulled so freaking tug. It's like, yeah. well, I mean, you probably <laughs> broke the wire off from the board. So. And, 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 and the slack, I mean, it's, it's, it's a matter of common sense. I mean, if you use a lot of, if you leave a lot of slack, then your wire might, might get caught onto something or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you leave too little, it might be talking on it. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of common sense. Just to leave a little bit of slack to where, you know, it's not going to put any pressure right. on, on that connector or that end or right. as it enters right. a piece of electronic or something. Another thing that so, I do, uh, I guess this can be wire protection is when the servo leads go into the gyro i goop them in so that especially the vibration they cannot fall out yeah absolutely yeah goop or enrico likes to use a uh, hot glue <laughs> hot glue works great dude yeah. it's easy it's simple yeah. the only issue was with hot glue is if you live in a hot place like florida arizona you know whatever south texas or a really hot place in the middle of the summer it could be so hot that your hot glue might not be effective anymore. Really yeah. true. Yeah. But I've used actually hot glue here in Florida, and I've yeah. had luck with it because it's easy. You buy this little cheap gun from the local craft store, right, with the little yeah. tubes of, you know, hot glue. Yeah. And you just apply it, and it dries very quickly. Um, it's not messy like goop or goo, but either way, goop is fine. Goo, yeah. shoe goo. Shoe goo. Another yeah. option is uh, foam tech. Our boy Ron Kors uses foam tech, and when mm -hmm. it's time to peel it off, it just comes off in one yeah. easy strip. So Yeah, yeah. But, um, and talking about what I said before about, like, I used to use this Velcro, like, strip and, like, the adhesive Velcro strip and, like, like fold it on the edge of the frame, blah, blah, blah. I don't use that anymore. When I want to protect the side of the frame, I just get the SAB brand frame H frame A edge protection is called? HA112 or 114, one or the other. Something like that. Yeah. And it's made for the frames, mm -hmm. um, and it works perfectly. So There's two. There's it one, looks for, one for the canopy and one for the frame. The inside uh, diameter is a little bit bigger for the frame, I believe. Yeah. But and it works beautifully. Yeah, it's great. It's perfect. It's very clean. You just CA yeah. it on. Tiny little drop of CA here and there just to hold it in place. You're good to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very clean and nice. So, so, um, so yeah, I mean, that's... It's common sense. I don't know that there's a whole lot more to talk about wires. One thing that's important to mention is um, I, I've seen this happen one too many times uh, way back in the day. Be very careful as you plug and unplug your, your servos and, and other accessories onto your flabberless system or other devices because as you plug them, if, if you pull on them, Sometimes the connection is tight, could be tight, really tight. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people pull on the wire, not be careful enough to pull on the connector, but pull on the wire. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that can fracture that tiny little lip of plastic that holds that connector inside the plastic itself, right? Mm -hmm. So now you could have a situation where you're one of the three leads, one of the three actual wires can come off the, the black plastic connector. Or the wire can or, come out of the connector itself, come on like from the that's, part. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
So that could be dangerous. So keep an eye every time, you know, you unplug stuff or, you know, you're, you say you're reusing the same servos or the same electronics on another mm-hmm. machine. Just double check those. Grab the plastic connector at the end of that wire and just tug on the wire a little bit. Make sure no wire is coming out. Because, right. if again, if you fracture that little lip of plastic that holds that connector in that black... Uh, how would you call that? Servo connector. The, yeah. If, if, if you fracture that plastic that holds the wire brass ending mm-hmm. uh, to that plastic connector, you that that wire can come off and right. it's game over. Yep. Done. Yep. That's all it takes. Bad yeah. news. Bad yeah. news. So. so. And you can use goop. You can use hot glue. You can use all that to hold that black plastic connector to your flight controller. Mm-hmm. But if, you're, if, if that little plastic piece within the connector is fractured... The wire will back out. Yep. Yeah, regardless of what you use, mm-hmm. unless you use so much goop that you're span, you know, you're going <laughs> over the wires themselves. Right. Generally, you only go over that black plastic connector. So make sure that that's secure and tight. That's very important. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's simple stuff like this that if it gets overlooked, it could totally destroy a machine or be, or be unsafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So simple no things. Doubt. Huh. Anyway, I did, Yeah, I agree. No doubt. I yeah. just don't have anything else about wire protection see i told you it was a short topic but i mean i don't know it's important though i agree with you like it that's one of the most important things we see a lot of issues uh failures uh you know fatigue like uh, wire chafing can crash you uh wire tugging on a servo eventually can cause that servo to fail because it can cause that wire with vibration to come off the servo board Mm -hmm. um uh, like I said before, if you fra- if if you if you break that plastic connector, you can have an, an actual wire come off the connector. That'll that'll crash you right there. Hundred um, percent. Uh, a zip tie being too tight on it can create wear, especially on a nitro. Can uh, chafe the wire, and then now you have two wires shorting against each other. Mm-hmm. Not only a crash, but you might burn something. There's so many. Yeah, it's so important to have a good wiring job. Yeah. Now, if you have a kraken. Then you're a little bit <laughs> luckier because Jesus, that hell is so easy to wire though. Yeah, so easy. But don't get complacent. Look over your stuff. Make sure. It's but it safe. doesn't. But I agree. But it doesn't go over frames. It doesn't go like. Right. It has that nice like wire channel going like right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Easy and clean, and the, the wiring on that thing. Shameless plug, but the wiring on that thing just could not be any easier whatsoever. There's no frames to interfere with, or or any really any spot for it to get cut. Uh, as long as you secure it to the to the gyro mounts and all that to keep it safe, but agreed, super agreed. easy. Agreed. What else you got? Anything? I don't have much more, dude. What about you? Let's talk about guitar. Oh my god, guitar! <laughs> Do you think people care about this shit? No. Yeah, it's okay. Oh god! All yeah. right, let's talk about guitar. So, um, I have been playing guitar on and off since I was like twelve. And then more seriously in the last couple of years. Yeah, me too. I'll play like for a month and then I'll stop for three and then I'll play for two months and stop for six. So not very consistent. But now that you're getting into it, I'm playing a lot more. And we went to a White Snake concert back in June. Oh, people, most people won't know what that is, but yeah, okay. It's okay. We went to a White Snake concert and ever since you and I have been pretty much obsessed. Like you've been a fan for I've always a long been time. A, always been a fan. I like that genre, man. That's yeah. like my old school 80s type type stuff I yeah. love that and That's... now now we're like obsessed and we listen to it every day we're learning <laughs> and you and I finally figured out the song Still of the Night mm-hmm. we've been playing it on repeat mm-hmm. and now Susie Susie loves it 
<laughs> so, I don't know. What do we do next? We need some song suggestions from our faithful listeners. We need to write. We need to write our own intro. Like I'm tired of this like royalty free crap we play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start. You're gonna write it. You're yeah. gonna write it. I'm gonna. You have. You do your version. I'll do my version. We'll. Does it have to have like piano too, like keyboards uh, and shit? Mine's like, gonna have drums and guitar. That's it. Drums and guitar. How yeah. about like keyboard? If you want, that's up to you. Really? Yeah, but the current it has to have some free keyboard free, arrangement. Sure. The current royalty free crap we have now is overplayed. We need to do a new <laughs> a new bumper. So. We're overdue. We're yeah. overdue. Yeah. yeah. We need to write our own. Yeah. Are but, you gonna play it? Um, you're gonna play it. You're the more superior. You're so full of it. You're gonna play it, and uh, I'll play the keyboard and the bass. How about that? Okay. But I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. Let's. Uh, what? Uh, how many of our listeners out there either play guitar or can suggest similar songs or bands that we can check out? Because you and I are both right now big into like '80s rock and hard rock type music. Yeah. So or metal, kind of metal. It's metal-ish. metalish. 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 Yeah. yeah. We're looking for some new songs to learn. Yeah. And uh, annoy Susie with some more. <laughs> But, nice. Yeah. So maybe next week we'll have a new bumper. We'll see. Next week might be early, dude. Mm, It'll take some inspiration, some drinks, and some <laughs> relaxation. And yeah. Thoughts. But, uh, not easy. Yeah. But I mean, listen, Bobby Watts did the trail, the, the, uh, the music to Smack Talk a few times over because he did it for when you guys were doing it. He did it for when he and I did it. Yeah, he had like three. I think he did total three variations of it, like three different ones. They're, yeah. they're very similar riffs, but there there are three of them. Like the original one, then he did a second one um, halfway through the middle, and I think he did another one with with you, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he wrote that like really quick. He's like, ah, oh, how about this? And just yeah. laid it down. Tune to this yeah. and did yeah. it. Tune so. to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. So cool. Is that a good cutting spot? cutting spot yeah we have 54 minutes man that's we're over our 45 minute intended schedule of uh yeah. bk rc podcast do you yeah. have anything else um we need suggestions need some more suggestions <sighs> why are we not getting enough suggestions because we stopped doing it for like two months people thought we'd we gave up on the idea of the podcast yeah yeah, yeah. anyway um i don't know mm-hmm. we'll uh We'll think of we'll send us your ideas, guys. Yeah. Like seriously, yeah. Um, Maybe some guest ideas as well, because guests are fun. We like having people on here. So if you guys want to hear from someone in particular, let us know. So yeah, let us know your guest, your guest, your favorite guest. Like who would you want us to bring on the podcast? We mm-hmm. still we're still overdue for Curtis Youngblood. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like give us your ideas. Mm-hmm. We try to get Todd Bennett. He just declined time and time and time again. So we gave up on Todd. Sorry, yeah. Todd. Yeah. You're done. He bailed on us. Yeah. Um, He's not listening to this, so it's okay. Yeah. But um, but if, if you know of anybody that, you know, you, you, your personal fi- pilot or mm-hmm. the owner of a business that's in the hobby that, you know, you want to learn more about them or what, whatever it is, mm-hmm. just send it to us. Yeah. We'll try to reach out to them. Yeah. We probably know who they are personally anyway. So Probably. But it is possible, yeah, for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah. So. Cool. Well. All right, guys. That was a good one. Short and simple and sweet. Short and sweet. Anyway, if you need to get a hold of hold of me, I'm available at facebook.com slash BertRC. Mm-hmm. Or Instagram is Bert underscore camera. My personal email. This is for non-work-related issues. Don't contact me with your warranty or bat servo problems <laughs> or, like, you know, cracking your purchase that came with a missing canopy. Just, yeah, just... <laughs> 
<laughs> regular questions. <laughs> just regular questions like if you want to know how I set my stuff up or if you need any help in the hobby. Bird at camera.name and cow. If you want to follow along with me in the hobby, it's Kyle Stacy. Or sorry, Facebook.com slash Kyle Stacy RC. Any questions whatsoever, same kind of rules, setup, stuff like that. Uh, Kyle Stacy RC at gmail.com. Nice. Yep. And we collectively can be reached via Facebook uh, Messenger. Uh, and our Facebook address is uh, facebook.com slash the BK official. We're also on Instagram at the BK official. Yep. Don't forget about the bingo. Yep. Check it and, out. Uh, yeah, so you can win some cool stuff. Anyway, yes. thank you, everybody. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Yep. Let's play our overrated, dumb, royalty free bumper now. Here we go. All right.